did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello, Survivors. Makeshift here. And today on the Apocalypse Post, we're going to be talking to a guest that I should have had on the show a heck of a long time ago. She goes by the Mojave Muse. And she lives in the Apple Valley, which is in the high desert, just about 90 minutes from the Wasteland Weekend event grounds. So she's got some real world experience living in the desert and has been attending Wasteland since 2015. And uh, as she'll tell you on the show, it was really quick that she decided, hey, I could put a- together a little thing that'll help people out. Kind of like what I ended up doing with this channel. But anyway, before I bring on the muse, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host for this episode. You know her as the queen of the Farlanders. Hi, Adept, and thanks for coming on today. Makeshift! This is super exciting. I'm very thrilled to be doing this with you today. Um, it is a new experience for me, but this is a great topic. I'm super passionate about what we're fixing to talk about. So, Oh, good. Yay. Well, I'm so glad you came on. I know that we've had you on for Wastelander Stories before, which was an absolute yes. blast. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'd like you to kind of be on my side a little bit today and ask a few of the important questions that I forget. And, um, you know, obviously we're going to go through a lot of information that, um, is a little clerical is a little bit like, you know, like book reading, following the rules and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I want to keep things light. So I'm so super happy you're here because you always make things a lot of fun. I mean, throwing in a couple anecdotes can't hurt every now and again. And between the three of us, there's a large collection of experience um, from various things too. I know Muse lives locally. You and I travel quite far. There's a lot of of crossover, I think, that can happen and provide information for, you know, those of the rest of us who must travel across Our Lady of Perpetual Asphalt (laughs) and drive for three days to the event because we're crazy. Right. Yeah. And this year I'm going to do something a little different because... I parked the camper in Albuquerque, so I'll be making the drive from Nashville without the camper. Um, so that's two days of not having to tow or um, expend the extra gas now. Um, and then I'll oh. only have to do the last day-ish um, with the camper, which is going to be really great. If I recall from when we did the Great 40, because it's been a hot minute since we've done it, Albuquerque yeah. was, yeah, it was like, I think... It's two full days. Yeah, it was... We would stop in uh, Flagstaff. So Albuquerque was part of like... Day one was Nashville to Oklahoma. Day two was Oklahoma. It was our big day uh-huh. to Flagstaff. So I know right. we drove through Albuquerque on day two. So then, and yeah. then the third day was um, Flagstaff to Wasteland. And you, There's you the word. could finish on the third day. Yeah. Cause um, sometimes I'll stop around like Barstow on day three. Cause that's, yeah. I'll, I'll wake up the next morning, hit like, you know, Walmart and the grocery stores, do all my last supply runs. Um, and then, of course, with the RV. Um, you know, filling up water, emptying the tanks, that kind of thing. Uh, that I do adds the morning. a lot to it. I mean, it you does. have a lot more. It's good to break it up in two days because it's a lot more than most of us who are traveling the 40. Well, I say us. Right. I'm not doing it anymore, <laughs> but most of the people that are traveling the 40, by the time they hit the bar, so they're just like last minute groceries stored and they're like, let's go. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and the, the good thing is no matter what route you take into Wasteland, um, there are some options for you to stop at, which is really great. I think Barstow is really good on the east side, but mm-hmm. there's still like gas stations and and some smaller convenience stores on the way in from there. And if you're coming up from like Los Angeles, uh, you're going you're to go through Palmdale, Lancaster, and the city of Mojave, uh, which all have like everything you need. Yeah, I know Lancaster, now that we fly and we rent the van and then come up, um, uh-huh. Lancaster is usually our stop. We'll stop there at a, at a grocery store and, and fill up because it's well, kind of like halfway-ish. Yeah ish. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, but I do have to say, like, I know that you don't do the drive anymore, probably just because it takes too long. Um, but yeah. I absolutely love the drive from the East 
uh, uh, it's not East Coast, but the Eastern United States to Wasteland. And it's as, stunning. It is. And every state you go, especially until you get to the mountains, it's like, you know, it changes from full forest to like a shorter mm-hmm. forest and then to the plains mm-hmm. of like Oklahoma. Uh, and then the, and then the, the plains dry out when you get into Texas. That's when things really start changing. I remember the uh-huh. first time we saw that, and then we got into New Mexico, which you know everyone wants to rag on New Mexico. It's a beautiful state. It's that so drive along beautiful. Forty is gorgeous, and I remember yeah. the first time seeing that desert and those rock formations. I was just like, mm-hmm. "This is stunning." I, I miss doing the drive. Honestly, I would do it again um, in a heartbeat. It's just taking the time off of work, and then right. <laughs> our truck only made it one year. Oh, and yeah, she's that's not right. been able to make it again, <laughs> which is a tragedy. Uh, yeah. So we just, we haven't been able to do it. I mean, I would do it in my Kia. I don't even care. I would do it just for funsies. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's a, it's such a pilgrimage for me. And and I've been doing the trip by myself for the most part too. Uh, so it just becomes like this real, like just makeshift time and just, you know, I'll, I'll start thinking about all the things I'm going to do at Wasteland and I'll have a lot of conversations with my tribe, like on the phone along the way. Mm-hmm. And then of course I'm listening to a ton of podcasts and stories and stuff too. Just getting into that headspace. Yeah. Um, And of course, I think it's like after Oklahoma City or so, the 40 coincides with Route 66. So you get to stop at all these old places. um, And some of them even line up with like Fallout New Vegas, right? If you come in on the 10, you can see the the dinosaurs of Cabazon, which is rad. You're speaking a language I don't understand. I've never played Fallout. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a fake fan. I'm so (laughs) sorry. You need to fix this. For crying out no, loud. That is not my wasteland. Everybody has like their wasteland, you know, Fallout, Mad Max, whatever. Uh-huh. And, Fallout's and, not my wasteland. Which one? It's are Mad you Max. more Mad Max? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Our, our entire camp is based off the game. Wait, you said, all right, so you, and you guys are moving into um, Wasteland City this year on Main Street, right? Yeah, we're going to be in Undertown this year. Yeah, well-deserved first off, uh, <laughs> and welcome to the city. Terrified. But, I'm terrified. <laughs> But you've mentioned um, that you guys are kind of going all out for Mad Max this year, right? Because you guys do like a Mad Max camp from the video game. Yeah, our whole camp is based off of the game. Uh, Crybaby created our shade structure, which is based uh, perfect, like almost perfect replica of some of the um, camps that you see in the game. We've got like accessories. He he took the propane tank, he painted it red and put the the X on it, which is oh what you see god, in the game. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> we have a barrel we just did it to as well that we're going to half bury oh, in the sand. So cool. It's just all these funny Easter eggs. Um, we have a water, our, our water system is one of those water catchers that you see in the game with the, with the oh, ratty so blue tarp. Cool. Nice. Crybaby made that as well. Crybaby's amazing. Shout out, shout out to all the hard work he has done for our camp. <laughs> we would Absolutely. not have a camp if it was not for him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool. All right. So when you get into the tribe thing, it, it works really well if you have a nice diverse group. Cause like with the Dukes, um, a lot of our San Diego guys are our builders. They do a ton of the building. Um, Mongo very specifically does a lot of our very, um, involved like metal work. Um, mm-hmm. he's always making everyone like little pendants and gifts and stuff. Because he does blacksmith stuff, which I yeah, love. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. He made our new sign single-handedly, um, after the last one got crushed. <laughs> remember that story <laughs> we have it's so funny like you know the year that the sign got crushed we got to wasteland everyone knew about it the year <laughs> and this was two wastelands ago that my car broke down i got to wasteland everyone knew about it it was just so cool how like you know people are paying attention and they're, they're oh, really yeah. engaged there are no secrets yeah. we all care about each other in some way or another totally but yeah i'm super excited to have you as a neighbor because you're going to be literal stones throw across from us this year 
rest assured, I will be throwing things across the street. <laughs> Hopefully less less stones and more like candy. <laughs> it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll probably just be like food and candy. Be like, hey, which one of you idiots wants some French toast? Come get it. Just lob it across the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys are going to be kind of nuzzled between what? Attack and the Skullduggers? Or there's a tribe? No, Attack and um, Children, oh, Children of Acer. Acer. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I if I said I it wrong. A senior <laughs> Acer? We just call them COA. Yeah, we just call them COA. Yeah, or COA. Because uh, it's funny because like they requested – I'm so touched. They requested that we camp next to them and Attack requested that we camp next to them. Oh, and I yeah, requested yeah. Attack in them as nice. like, first and second. And so I was like, yes! Oh, that's so good. I think you're going to absolutely love being in the city because the, the camaraderie amongst the tribes, especially during build – um, and of course, all the way through the event, but especially during build is so fun. I'm um, excited for that. Like, I, I've said repeatedly on the show, pre-Wasteland is my favorite Wasteland just because of that, like that, that brotherhood of everyone building together and um, kind of sharing resources and keeping each other's chipper during the hot days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to get there even earlier this year. We're slated to get in on Monday because last year we got in at Tuesday, the Fornlander Core, Me Bridger, and Three Lights got there early. We were uh-huh. the first ones there. Oh, and then I'm... the rest of camp didn't come until after dark on Tuesday. And I was oh like, I can't do this again because yeah. my OCD was just like, I had the camp all laid out, but like nobody, because we were all set up in the dark. So mm-hmm. this year we're getting in on Monday. And if everybody gets in late on Monday, who cares? Go to sleep in your car. Totally. We'll build right. on Tuesday. Yeah. We used to, um, I think they were letting tribes in like one day early originally. Um, and that was just enough time to do it, but it was not enough time to like get it right or safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so they've started inviting. <laughs> <Or safe. laughs> yeah, it was part of it. Uh, they started inviting city tribes to come in, I think the Saturday before the event. Um, and you can kind of like decide when you're going to get there, depending how involved your build is. And of mm-hmm. course, we all get there Saturday because it's because so much fun. Because it's a big camp, but also, but yeah. also, let's add yeah. some extra days, why don't we? Yeah, but also like. You know, by the time Wednesday rolls around, you don't want to be fried. We're kind of, we're putting on a show. We want to be ready yeah. and fresh. You need and to be so, fresh and building until yeah. the wee hours of Tuesday and you're just a corpse on Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah. But um, it also lets you kind of do a little bit more building in the morning, take a break during the heat of the day mm-hmm. and then build mm-hmm. during like sundown and even into dark. Like we'll just set up some lights and do it that way. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be doing that this year. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to love it, especially like tribes night. And for those of you that are, uh, you know, regular attendees, not in the tribes, um, you know, I, I talk about tribes night a lot because I absolutely love it. Um, but don't worry, you're not missing out because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's all the same thing. Again, it's just more people, which is great. <laughs> which is sometimes better, more the merrier, right? Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. So we're getting close to Wasteland Weekend. And of course, a lot of people are already feeling the mad dash to get everything ready and make sure you're properly prepared for surviving end of the world. And uh, TK, Thomas Kearns, one of the Wasteland photographers, of course, does his countdown on Wastelander Central every day. Sends us all into a panic. <laughs> every day. Oh my gosh. What are we at right now? Like 40 or something? I, I don't want to think about it. I'm already yeah. getting palpitations. Just yeah. give, me a, give uh, me a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's good. Uh, and it helps you stay hyped. And the photography is obviously super fun to to watch. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to do today is talk to the Mojave Muse about, um, you know, how to get your your house in order before you get to Wasteland. Oh, yeah. And it's it's important things and, and simple things like making sure you got enough water because, boy, you're going to need it out there, especially if you're not acclimated to the desert. Um, making sure your cooler's got enough ice. 
um, which is one of the biggest things because if, you know, you have perishable foods or, you know, your drinks or whatever, nobody wants to drink a hot soda. I'm sorry. I'm going to be one of those people. It's, it's gross, but it's like one of the easiest things that you're going to overlook on, you know, getting ready to come to the event. Um, I'm trying to remember the soda that, that it was that we had at camp last year. Oh, what you have? Became, oh my God. What was it? Like a hot mountain dew sounds terrible to me. Uh, <laughs> no, it was oh, it was the joke because it was regional. Uh cactus cooler. Oh, <laughs> cactus, cooler. cactus cooler. No. Yeah. That's no, like most, the nectar of the gods at our camp. <laughs> I can't most soda hot is just the worst thing. And you know, we have some some members of our tribe that um, you know, especially Friday, Saturday, when the kegger raiders um it's <laughs> struggling and the refrigerator <laughs> doesn't have any room left in it. Um, they'll just start drinking like warm beer out of the box. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys do this. Just, but, they don't have self-preservation yeah. and no shame. Yeah, just just very low expectations on what a beer should taste like. <laughs> but then again, like like a, a room temperature beer is very normal in Europe. So maybe they're just being, you know, classier than me. Oh, you know what? Maybe we just don't have a civilized enough palate. <laughs> That's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um yeah, so we're gonna talk to Mojave Muse. Where where do you get your information from when you're getting ready? Because I know I need like constant to, to look back on like lists and, and I'm always trying to like up my game. Um, what resources do you like? I, I keep running lists. I am also a Google docs fiend and an uh, Excel spreadsheet person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. deal with them all, all day, every day at work. So I'm just like, what's another Excel spreadsheet. Right. Uh, but I also keep <laughs> lists in literally every corner. So like I have lists in each of my suitcases for like what is going to go in that suitcase because mm-hmm. we're, again we're flying and that takes a whole new level of planning but uh when we first started um muse had had started this document and we referred to it a lot and i will still refer oh, back awesome. to it today like because i forget i always forget crap totally it's so aggravating i don't it doesn't matter how many lists i make well it's a lot so, to remember yeah and and her lists and her comprehensive document is probably one of the most invaluable things you can have that on the website and apocalypse post, of course, obvi. Uh, Thank you so much. You can't, <laughs> you can't go wrong. I mean, there's enough resources out there that you can't possibly show up in complete ignorance. Cause I feel like at that point you're trying to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it was either last year or two events ago. I can't remember exactly, but Jared did a blog on wastelandweekend.com called how to go to wasteland the easy way or something like that. And it's actually a really <laughs> great resource too. I got to look that one up. I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people will look at the photos uh, and the videos, of course, uh, you know, the highlight reel that I edit, um, but they'll look at that and go, oh, man, I can't get to that level. How am I going to do this? Um, but there is actually a really easy way to attend, which is, you know, Wasteland Basic, which we're going to go over in today's episode. Yes. Um, you don't have to bring a theme camp. You can totally camp in like a regular thing or a camper. Uh, you can camp in your car um, and then just go enjoy things. All you need is a simple costume and enough food and water to take care of yourself for the week. And that gets you started. Yeah, that if- will go a long way because a lot of too, what you're, you'll, you'll pick up stuff at the event, you know, we'll talk about barter yeah. and you can, you can barter an entire outfit. Um, and sometimes people will even take mercy on you or pity on you and just give you stuff. <laughs> right. I've been known to do that and be like, listen, you're offending me. Please just take this item. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, I always have a few extra pieces with me just in case, um, mm-hmm. that I'm like ready to give away. Uh, And I think a lot of people do that, like old costume pieces that we don't use so much anymore, or, you know, maybe we switched tribes or we switched our character look. And so we'll still bring those pieces just to give away um, to someone that might And if you're a close horse like me, 
<laughs> promise I've got extra stuff because I have more outfits than there are days for at the event. Why I, I like this? <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I generally wear pretty much the same thing. Just I, I'm changing out like my t-shirt, obviously underwear and all that. Um, but <laughs> obviously. I, I, but I pretty, I, I pretty much wear, you know, the same like makeshift look because, you know, it makes you a little bit more recognizable. Yeah. Um, and for me, like if I see somebody not wearing their costume, I might not recognize them. Like if same. they wear, right? <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's weird. It's so weird. Um, I've actually encountered that with myself, people, because I had the glasses on. I didn't have the stuff on. And they were like, <laughs> do I know you? And I'm just right? like, oh, okay. Isn't yeah. I Clark Kent Superman? It's it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and I already have a hard time remembering all the names of, you know, the hundreds of Wastelanders that I'm friends with. Um, <laughs> and and so if someone changes their whole look, I'm, uh, you're a new person. Let's start over. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just re redo this whole vibe. I can't. Totally, I can't. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so Mojave Views has been curating this guide to survival. Uh, I think since our first event, um, and it's not only going to help first timers, but it will help you as a veteran, uh, not only for the semi harsh conditions of wasteland, which you know it is harsh. But it's totally manageable. There are definitely worse places to be than Wasteland Weekend. Um, but also the, the Mojave Desert in general uh, kind of has its own set of rules. But guess what, guys? Not only can you use this guide for Wasteland Weekend, you can use it for Neotropolis um, and a ton of other events like uh, Detonation, Aftermath, Atomic Falls, Apocalypse East, which are all Wasteland-like festivals in the United States. Um, some people will use some of this for like Burning Man events because it is still a desert festival. Um, and then Pox Eclipse, which happens in Australia, uh, and Luna Negra that happens in Spain. Like a lot of the same information is going to go a long way at other events too. Although there might be a few different things. Like if you're going to Aftermath, which is in Alabama, uh, you might need a little bit more bug spray. And it's <laughs> which, pretty, it's, it's almost always wet too at yeah. that event. It, if I, if I recall correctly, I've been once. Um, but I also, you know, see all the pictures. If I recall, it is, it is a wet event. It rains almost every time. And sometimes it can be quite cold too. Right. So that has its own set of rules, but a lot still applies. A lot of, a lot of the, the guide does still apply. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah, you might not have as much trouble with the heat, but the humidity might get to somebody if you're traveling from out of town, cause Alabama can be a little hot, but they do in the spring before it gets ridiculous. Um, but, uh. But yeah, so anyway, you can use this guide for pretty much whatever you want to do. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, so Adept, some yes. people may have never even heard of Wasteland Weekend that just <gasps> tuned in today. Will you give them kind of an overview of what to expect? Oh my goodness. Uh, if you're ready to have your entire life changed, um, <laughs> wait, oh, how I describe it at work, I work in in like a very office-y environment. So I have a double personality and people think it's really funny. How I describe Wasteland to people and the easiest way for those who are not experienced with it is I was like, think Burning Man, but more Mad Max, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. gives them a starting off point. But really Wasteland is, is so much more than that. Um, you, it is a, what, how many days is it now? Wednesday, Thursday, it's, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It is a five day. Five days. Although in the desert. A lot of people do the caveat of like Sunday doesn't count because it's basically clean up, but there is of course the Sunday sermon. Um, and, uh, yeah. And you're still there. And you're still there. You're still in the so, environment. I count totally. it because it doesn't, it doesn't stop being a day until I'm in California city and that, uh, golf course is yeah. ruining my immersion, but course, it is a fully immersive event, um, in the post-apocalyptic style, 
you can see anything from musical acts that you love, uh, that you will learn to love attack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) shout out there's vehicles. Um, it is, when I say hundred percent immersive, it means that you have to be in costume. You can't just roll up, um, in just your street clothes, unless of course your street clothes happen to be that sort of vibe, but I've never seen anybody. That's, who a, does few, that. that's a handful of people. Like, I think there are some, uh, uh, I use the word desert rat with love, uh, <laughs> but there are some people that live pretty close by that, you know, uh, they could just walk right up after work. They just have the vibe. And you know what? <laughs> I love that for them. I love that journey for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful art festival and the camaraderie that you will encounter with people at Wasteland is something you will never experience anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and there's, personally, <laughs> there's a, a lot of nerds, of course. Uh, there's so some, many, some, uh, there, there's a handful of preppers. Um, there's costume makers, uh, movie makers from up in, uh, from Hollywood, you know, we got prop oh, makers and right. costume designers and yes. DPs and, um, you know, kind of everybody. Uh, it, if it's you really think cool. you even have an inkling of a like for the post-apocalyptic genre, you're going to love Wasteland. You will find Absolutely. something that you love and you're going to have a blast, but it is also a multiple day party in the desert. So you have to be ready for that. And if you think you're ready, I promise you're not. <laughs> There's always a little bit more you can do. Yes. For sure. Um, yeah. So definitely check out uh, the wastelandweekend.com site. Um, you're going to find all the official information there. Um, and I'll, I'm going to mention this again later, but uh, Wastelander Central on Facebook is probably where most of the like continuous information comes out and where a lot of the conversations happen between Wastelanders. So that's a really good, pl- uh, really good place to kind of go in, just be a part of the conversation. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great place to kind of make a little bit of community ahead of time too. That's how you can meet some new people. Absolutely. All right, should we get into it? Let's do it. I'm so excited. All right, cool. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and when we get back, we are going to go over the entire guide to survival with Mojave Muse. Let's go. Hey, all you desert dwellers, the Dukes of the Nuke have been hard at work cleaning their rifles and polishing their chest ornaments and are in need of some R&R. But there's no rest and relaxation for these soldiers of fortune. Instead, they're getting risque and ravishing, raunchy and racy, and just a little radioactive because these shots are spicy. These rambunctious rascals are sure to leave you feeling randy and ready with some of their most revealing private portraits ever. The Dukes After Dark 2023 to 24 calendars are available now on our Kickstarter, but are in limited supply. So order yours today and we'll keep our butt stocks tight and our firing pins cocked. See you in the wastes. So let's welcome the Mojave Muse to the show. How's it going? It's going great. So glad to finally be on the show. Awesome. Yeah, we've um, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. And I know you've reached out a couple of times over the years, just like, hey, so I've got this thing that you might want to, uh, you know, introduce your listeners to. Well, a gal can hope. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> and um, so you've have you've created this guide to help Wastelanders out. How did that come about? Like, tell me the origin of that. Well, uh, I don't know how many Wastelands you've been to, but I started back in 2015. And that summer was brutal out mm-hmm. here. It was so bad. And that's even for me. And I live in this desert. And I was uh, where I was camped was right next to where medical was. And it was just ambulance, ambulance, ambulance all day. And I just thought to myself, like, 
this is not sustainable. This can't go on. These people need to know that the Daystar wants to murder them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, beer for breakfast is not smart ideas. (laughs) So, so true. But carbs. Carbs, yes. But it's, it's just, you know, you need to get your ass in the shade, drink water, eat pickles, and just be a lizard. (laughs) <laughs> so Get so you put this together time. so you put this together literally as like a survival guide not so much as a how to how to do wasteland but like a literally how to survive a week in the desert kind of a thing huh yeah you could totally use that for that and as such even uh kern county is familiar with the guide and oh, wow. they actually uh distribute it among themselves too to a degree so that was a big like feather in my cap when i heard about that nice. that's amazing and, you know, just kind of, I'm going to, we're going to go through the step by step, but just oh, brushing sure. through this, uh, I'm just imagining now uh, Kern County uh, distributing this and talking about tribes and like nudity and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> pickles and, and cooking on fire uh, and bringing your trash home. Like, <laughs> I can imagine, the, I can imagine the they get a good festival. chuckle out of it too. We're far oh. from the only festival out here, so... Oh, that's actually a really good point. And um, yeah, just as an extra note, like a lot of this stuff works for not just Wasteland, but a lot of desert fests. And, you know, minus the desert specific stuff, you've got some really good information in here for kind of surviving anywhere that you're going to be off grid. Oh, yeah. Um, And just some Um, really smart ideas for, you know, because we're in the we're at we're in the middle of nowhere. At yeah. this festival, uh, there's a lot of drinking going on. Um, it's very high energy. People aren't sleeping quite like they should. should um, so there's a lot of stuff in here that can help people no matter where you are. Oh, sure. And what I had done um, when I got home after that first wasteland, and this was just like a, a bee in my bonnet. It was just, I've got to do something. Um, so I actually went to the old forums and I just started copy pasting stuff that people had already put down Um, and started arranging it into a more readable format. And that was the first version. And I just went like, here it is. Just read this. It's all in one Google Doc. And then just over the years, as things have changed, as I've learned things, you know, gotten to be friends with Sawbones and medical and, you know, what they use. It's like, oh, I got to roll that in too. So we don't have to be just the candy givers of Sour Patch Kids to rehydrate people. <laughs> Those things are the best. That was the They're best trick magic. I ever heard. They're I haven't used magic. that yet. I'm oh, still oh, I'm so still good. a uh, Sour Patch Kid virgin when it comes to using oh. them as a survival element. For shame. No, that's, it's magical. I'll across the street. Um, nice. I may be incorrect, but something about there's um, in the citric acid blend that they use is a potassium salt. I can be incorrect. Don't quote me for sure. Um, but that helps <laughs> to open up your channels for absorbing water so it doesn't just shoot right through you it's that's so cool patch magic it's we the sour patch magic it. <laughs> <laughs> sit down yeah. and eat candy like yes ma'am <laughs> i love it i feel like um i think it was neotropolis this year uh medical actually put out a hey does anyone have any sour patch kids because we've yeah. gone through them all yeah Neo was amazingly hot we were all i was prepped for cold because i was watching the weather yeah. religiously going like, okay, it's going to be chilly. So I got thermal leggings that I'm going to wear under my dress and I'm going to be great because last year I froze my ass off really bad because I'm all hot acclimated. <laughs> Surviving in the cold is different, <laughs> different entirely. Yes. You know, sitting in my suburb going like, fuck this. 
why do we do this? Why? What is wrong with me? Um, so then it's like, oh, it's 95 degrees after it was, you know, 40 degrees the week before. I'm like, uh, I'm dead. <laughs> there was no yeah. ramping up. There was no acclimation. It was just. <clears throat> yeah, it took me by surprise, too. And yeah. uh, I actually liked it quite a bit because, um, you know, from what I understand, Neotropolis last year, it got cold. So people kind of, you know, they didn't spend as much time in the city. But this year it was warmer. It rained. It was definitely warm during the day. So at yeah. night people were really comfortable. Yeah. I mean, you could get your slut mode on if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always appreciated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, is it one of those events unless you can get slut mode on a little bit? Exactly. Why? Why yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always start out in full costume at Wasteland on Wednesday. I'm in full costume, like layered mm-hmm. up by Saturday night. No. I'm wearing almost nothing. Tidy whitey time. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it is the best. But it's also like, you know, you, you get comfortable with it out there because Wastelanders are just well, really fun. Well, by Friday, your clothes start to stand up on their own. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Game really confirm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a mattress. It gains weight over over days, like a mattress gains weight over years, yes. and you just don't want to put it on anymore. It just like, gets so a little it's ratty. so crunchy, and there's so many layers of salty sweat oh, and spray uh-huh. sunscreen. It's just I, I it's the grossest lasagna you've ever made. I don't know if you guys remember um, the Adept's infamous famous black pants. They were like what I started waistline in. They were black pleather pants. Ooh. They, no, they literally. Oh, wait, yes, <laughs> yes. My That's like level ten swamp ass. I held out with those things <laughs> for years. They finally exploded this last weekend. <laughs> but my first year was sixteen, and it was it was roasty toasty one of those days. And I remember the first time, the first time taking them off. <laughs> it was literally like peeling a fish. Oh no! And oh, they no. were soaking wet. Yes. I was like what is this? Cause I had gotten so used to the humidity out here and right. I was unaccustomed to the fact that I took my pants off and suddenly a blast of cold. And I was like, separation, <laughs> but also they were, they were drenched. And oh, you think I would have learned that first time, mm, but no. A duck um, bun soup. It I was, remember that it was soupy. I remember that trend. I think it was like the late nineties, early two thousands where people would wear sweatsuits to work out in that yes. did not breathe. And so like, uh, uh, this was a friend of a friend came back from a run one time and lifted up his shirt, just, uh, a, you know, a quart of sweat poured out yeah. of it. Uh, uh, so can, that's what I'm picturing right now for you, yeah. Adept, is just... It, it's not far from the truth, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Have to lose right. 20 pounds in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but not the not the kind of weight you want to lose. No, it's uh, all you, don't, you want to you want to save the water weight at Wasteland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the guide here because there is a lot to go through. Absolutely. Um, and before we do, Muse, I know that you've got a, a tr a TLDR for this. I do. Stay in the shade, eat pickles, drink water. It really does boil down to being that simple. <laughs> and ask any veteran, and they'll agree with me. Yeah. Yeah, the shade is super important. Um, pickles and can also kind of stand in for um, the the Sour Patch Kids, the Sour Patch, um, or Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just a, any kind like electrolyte packets, yeah. or literally just eating anything because yeah. the sun, <laughs> the the heat tricks you into thinking you're not hungry, you're hungry, yeah. which is really weird. But yeah, which, it's important uh, to just that, eat. For that, I've gotten into the the habit of a, a good hearty breakfast and a yep. light dinner. Yeah, and that is how I operate out there. And as for the pickles of why pickles, um, a lot of people find in the heat, 
that the sugar and Gatorade and stuff makes them really queasy. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then you're confirm. like, oh, I feel like shit and I'm hot. This sucks. Right. Yeah. So, Nobody wants to be hot and nauseous. No one wants to be hot <laughs> no. and nauseous. That's a terrible combination. So the pickle juice, because it's really salty, but it has no sugar or anything else. Um, and cucumbers contain a lot of potassium, as we were talking about earlier. And so that helps to open up those channels. And I don't know how many times you guys have had a pickle, but like in like five minutes, suddenly you feel that sweat just erupt off of you. I, I can't sitting. do it. I hate pickles. I uh, hate them with a vehement what about passion. What about I love candles? olives. When I did candles, it was olives all the way. Yeah. Do canned olives are also fabulous. Yeah. The um, vinegar kind of, it, it encourages it encourages you to sweat without raising your body temperature right. a lot like mm-hmm. hot sauces hot yeah. hot foods are also really popular oh, because they do help you to sweat without necessarily actually making you warmer there's a reason people all around the equator have spicy food yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. right it's almost like there's something to it science what no <laughs> <laughs> all right so the first thing you've got on your survival guide is actually yeah. not a survival thing but it's um you mentioned the tribes so yes. talk to me about um whether people should join a tribe or you know first off start off with what they are all right uh tribes um i delineate the difference between a tribe and a camp what a tribe is is a group of people who all have a vision together and they provide something to the event itself a bar, a stage, a show, uh, um, lounges, things of that nature. It's a, a public service kind of forward thing. Whereas a camp is me and my six asshole friends are going to go and hang out <laughs> together and we're going to share food and that's what we're doing. Um, I don't know if that's an official delineation, but that's how I always keep it separate in my head. No, that actually makes a, a ton of sense because, yeah, with the tribe, you're kind of locking yourself into that one theme right. with your group. Uh, whereas with a camp, you're you're it's literally just like camping anywhere. Uh, right. You're just you know, sharing you're, resources. Yeah, sharing resources with your friends and helping each other build and that kind of thing. Absolutely, um, but for your first time out, you don't want to be tied down. Wasteland has so much to offer and so much to see and stuff. And you don't want to spend your first two days setting up shade structures and putting shit together (laughs) and dealing with people when they're hot and cranky. And like, that's not your best first experience. It's a great story for sure, but it's, it's not how you want to experience things. So go and be beholden only to yourself. Or you and I your like partner, that. you and your two asshole friends. I say asshole <laughs> as a term of endearment here, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, and the wasteland way, you know, we're, we're all just a bunch of assholes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, be solo. Um, then you can just be like, fuck it. I'm going to the city for four hours. If I see you, I see you. You know, and then you don't have to worry like, oh, I have to help set up for this show or this or that or whatever at specific times. Even though right. wasteland time, I miss those days. <laughs> wasteland time is its own nebulous idea. <laughs> oh God! Don't ever try to schedule anything. Don't. Yeah, don't. yeah it's so difficult. It, it it threw me off one year when the stage was running on time, um, <laughs> because I was not anomaly. prepared for that. It's, it's usually like, you know, if if uh, you know if attack's supposed to go on at ten o'clock, uh, and I'm supposed to go, you know, shoot some of that. Um, that show uh if i start walking at 10 that's usually fine because mm-hmm. you know by the time i s- have a couple conversations along the way and get stopped by a couple people that want to say hi um 
you know, 10, 15, 10, 30, the show's about to start, but no, no. It, yeah. it's been uh, over the years, they've gotten things tighter and tighter, which yeah. is good. But it is. Um, yeah, but you've got to waste your wasteland time where everything's much more <laughs> flexible than, yeah. So for new yeah. folks who are listening to this, um, take into account wasteland time. <laughs> the thing might say noon, it might be noon 45. Right. And, <laughs> and along with that, I'll kind of throw in, I, I like to give this piece of advice out is um, if someone says, hey, we should and then fill in the blank. Um, <laughs> chances are very good. You should do it right then. Or yes, like, hey, how about, late, how about later we take a photo? No, let's do it right now. Right now. Because yeah. the chances of you bumping back into that person and both of you having free time again, not going to happen. So yeah. very often, you know, I'll, I'll be carrying my camera around. Someone like, hey, if you want to do an interview later, uh, I'll be available, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, right now we're doing an interview. That's yeah. when we're doing the interview. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Seize the moment is yeah. great <laughs> advice. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. And um, yeah, you've got some other stuff about the tribes. Like if if some, if people want to join, you know, there might be a trial period. There's dues involved. I got to say, we have both of those with the Dukes of the Nuke. Yes. I imagine the Farlanders, Farlanders are the same. Farlanders do for sure. That's Especially year, as though. over the years, the tribes have gotten bigger. They've gotten yes. more flashy, more stuff. And I love all of that. But, you know, you know, that's going to take its toll. So that's something you should take into account. Um, if you're going to join up with a tribe that not only is it going to be your time required, it's going to be your money. Right. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you have you know, to believe in the the vision of what's going on. And if you don't, then it's okay to be like, hey, this isn't for me and look elsewhere. It's right. totally okay to do that. And some people might feel a little awkward, like leaving one tribe to go join another, which actually happens all the time. So don't oh, feel awkward absolutely. about it. Um, I, and I'm most people are really cool with it. Fourth tribe, I think right now. <laughs> nice. So it, it, it just happens as things, you know, tribes rise and tribes fall. And it's just the cycle of how it goes here. People come into the hobby, they leave the hobby. And that's just how a festival like this is run. Yeah. And some of them are very democratic. Uh, some of them are top down authoritarian. Oh, and I absolutely. don't say that in the bad way. Like, you know, in some cases it works because no, you'll have one hi- person. Hierarchy styles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you might want to just test things out, find, mm-hmm. find a tribe out there that kind of, you know, fits what you're into um, mm-hmm. and then start asking questions. Um, I think the but, Farlanders are a benevolent dictatorship. Is yeah, that we, sounds uh, about right. <laughs> that's how I run. Me and Bridges' uh, word is law. That's how I run Craftmasters and Makers is I am the benevolent dictator. I'm usually very nice until I'm not. Yeah. With the Dukes, um, nobody in charge wants to be in charge. And people who want to be in charge shouldn't be in charge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So um, when you first get to the event, uh, Arrival actually has quite a few things that we need to talk about. Absolutely. um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, have either of you, you've both weighed in the line. I've only ever weighed oh, yeah. in the line for Neotropolis, which was actually a lot of fun. Oh, um, the line but- is, is its own wonderful entity. I've done it several times um, until I worked my way up into getting early access and helping out with the building and things like that. Um, but, okay, so if you're doing the Midnight Line, it's like, okay, you're all jittery. You're so fucking excited. <laughs> and then you have to wait in traffic. <laughs> and then you don't sleep. And you're not going to sleep. Yeah. Even in the it's apocalypse, okay. there's um, rush hour. Things to do. Once you get on the dirt road, um, that's Rosewood Boulevard. Uh, it's a seven mile long dirt road. It is dusty. The visibility sucks at night. Please go very slow and leave space between you and the car before you because people move around, they jostle um, until everything gets squished in before they shut the line down for the night. 
if you're doing them at night. Like. Um, make sure at the top of your stuff, you have a pillow and a blanket and a sunshade because you're going to be facing east and the day star will go, good morning, fuck you. <laughs> yes. Right in your eyeballs. You'll be like, oh God, why? Why did I do this? Because <laughs> you've gotten like two hours of sleep in the car, which is always super comfy, right? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, before you leave, make sure that you looked at the map. You've kind of picked one of the grids. Not an exact spot, but like, I want to be in Rolling Thunder, or I want to be in Silent Death, or I want to be here, or I want to be there. Um, so then you can actually, what the map is and what physically there. You may decide, like, that's way too fucking far, and then change your plan. Right. That's okay. Just when you get there, ask around, be like, hey, is this spot taken? They might be holding it for another person, for another car, or not. But once you're there, like, make friends with your neighbors. You're going to be spending a week with these people. They're going to see you come and go. They're going to be the ones to help you out, most likely. And a lot of tribes have formed by people oh, being neighbors at Wasteland. 100 percent. That's how we got Crybaby. Yeah, oh, he really? camped near us. And <laughs> I called him Crybaby that first year because he kept complaining about something. I don't remember what. And then one day he shows up and he's got half a watermelon and he's just eating with a spoon. <laughs> I was like, this guy yes. is whack. And then he became our first tribe member because he was camped with us. That's and fantastic. then if you've got stuff like um, insulin that has to be refrigerated, other medications that need to be refrigerated, or you just want medical to be aware of like, conditions you have and stuff go ahead mosey over to medical introduce yourself so they can be aware that you know oh we have an epileptic or oh we have you know somebody with diabetes that needs to you know stab themselves on the regular that kind of thing um medical does, is there does medical to- offer refrigeration they do i didn't know that that's awesome yes they offer refrigeration but just for medicine not for your food <laughs> yeah right <laughs> That's a, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, just kind of looking at the map, the official map hasn't come out yet as, sure, as yeah. of when we're recording. But the property um, is the same. So it doesn't change. The streets don't change year to year, really. Right. Um, what's in those squares does change. Yeah. Um, and when you do get look at the map, there's going to be a lot of spaces that are numbered. Um, mm-hmm. And there's going to be even be some spaces like the Den and Undertown um, that are that are very similar to a lot of the general camping areas. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's numbered... It's not for general camping. So look at the places where it's not numbered. Um, And yeah, check out like Hades, Bone Flats, Rolling Thunder, Half-Life. Those are very loose themes Mm -hmm. given to people. If they, you know, Rolling Thunder is is for a lot of uh, vehicles. But by the time it starts to fill in, they get a little... Washed. Lucy on the theme. Yeah, yeah very Lucy. And yeah. um, you know, if you uh, see another if you see a, in... Oh go ahead. I, I, I oh, was just sorry. gonna say if, if you see a space, especially if you're there kind of early, um, things are gonna get really compact, especially yeah. closer to the city. So don't feel bad about asking to to fill up some space or even go in behind someone's camp uh, because mm-hmm. you know there's uh, the spaces along the roads are gonna fill in, uh, but there's a ton of space in those grids for people to fill in. Absolutely. Um, another just etiquette thing. Um, don't walk through people's camps. It's really disrespectful. You know, make sure you, between the next person, you leave a path, especially to important things like the porta potties. <laughs> don't block the path to the porta potties. That makes you a giant dickhead. <laughs> have you guys ever encountered that? I don't think I've ever I seen have you do in the past. Mask. Yes, I have had wow. people uh, block the way, and then you're like, I gotta piss, and I can't get over there because you're literally in front of. Why would you walk to camp there? 
Like that's what I want to know is why well, would most you people want to naturally will make an alley to yeah. the portals, right, yeah. but sometimes people aren't <laughs> thinking they're just like here, and that's where you end up. And, and- and camping uh, with the porta potties is is a balance, right? Because you don't want to be too far from them, especially if you wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night and you need to pee. Right. Um, but also, you know, a little bit of distance can really help with the downstream effect. <laughs> well, you always know when it's about seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But the, I don't complain because they're the cleanest portos I've ever encountered. Hundred percent. Every time anybody asks me about Wasteland, they always ask me about that. And I just tell them, no, you don't understand. They are the cleanest port of praises to the Knight Rider. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, there was. There was a couple of years, and this was actually with a past company where yeah. uh, I believe Ship Mountain became a yes, thing. Ship Mountain was oh, a thing. Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, where uh, I didn't go, so I missed out on Ship Mountain. <laughs> Don't worry, you missed out on nothing. Um, but uh, it sounds like uh, the, a whole lot of something. The event was still wonderful, uh, and it wasn't all Portos. It was just certain very popular banks of Portos. Yes. But um, but yeah, since we moved on to uh, Knights, uh, and I actually just launched a, a fun video on YouTube. You guys I should saw check this out. It was amazing. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> we I did a wonderful a short film uh, with with Knight Rider. So check it out. It's on uh, YouTube.com slash The Apocalypse Post. And it'll be the newest thing right behind this episode, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out because uh, we, we definitely appreciate Knight Rider. Another thing to do, sorry, I'm, I'm kind Go of ahead. all over, yeah. Go. is uh, after you've arrived and stuff, if you have a volunteer shift, then is the time to go find your volunteer shift person and get acclimated of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. because email and stuff is great but boots on ground is very different experience very true yeah and it's um you know we don't know what the city's going to look like until it gets built right you know i can say go over to the to the duke's camp um and while it, while it is on the map i can't really say what it's going to look like because it's a little different every year yeah. um and you know where specifically i will be camping is going to be a little bit different every year um so yeah it's important <laughs> to kind of like get the lay of the land yeah um as early as possible, especially if you have responsibilities. Yes. Uh, let's see. All right, cool. So, um, and you also this? recommend that people set up uh, before they start looking around. I think it is important to get your shade and your tent kind of in order before Absolutely. you really start walking um, around, right? You do not want to be drunkenly sleeping on top of your tent. You want to be <laughs> in the tent. Right. And, um, um, and also, you know, the, the weather can change at a moment's notice. So that's something you want to take into, into a account when, especially when you're setting up your tent. Yes. If you can, um, avoid at all costs trying to set up after usually around four o'clock here, cause, uh, we have a phenomenon that's called sundowners, whereas the heat from the land has risen up enough. And then cool air comes and rushes in. And that's usually our, our windiest time is right before the sun is starting to set. Yeah. So if you want to avoid that. So early in the morning is great or after the sun has gone down is great. Yeah. But then and you just build- have to contend with it being dark, which, by the way, building in, at nighttime, I would is avoid that challenge? at all costs. Yeah. Oh, having, having done it last year, it was yeah. awful. Um, I would highly, highly recommend from past multiple experiences Unless you have amazing light, that's basically a second sun. Just do it in the daytime if you can, because that's how accidents happen. That's how things get missed. Somebody's going to trip over a guy line. Somebody's going to trip over a piece of rebar. Doesn't feel good. Can't confirm. (laughs) Speaking of rebar in your camp, if you're using it, please label it with something bright, reflective, annoying that 
oblivious people are going to notice and not break a toe on. Please, 100%. 100%. The Dukes, we use a lot of uh, rope to put our camp yeah. up just because it's a lot of military tents and that kind of thing. And it's really nice to use. Um, even those stupid little like plastic lawn ornament LED lights can help oh, yeah. out quite a bit. They're perfect. Yeah. And they're really small and you can you can mm-hmm. kind of just hit them with a little bit of spray yeah. paint and waste them really easily. Um, Barbie reflect- doll heads on lights <laughs> work great. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, something a little bit more in theme. Something yes. a little more theme. Uh, it's one that I've seen that I, I really love on top of steak heads. You just pop a Barbie head right on there. Yep. Right. You can spray paint or you can decorate or however you like yeah especially with the movie that just came out i mean might as well be topical (laughs) yeah and unlike what we do every single year make sure your walkways don't have zigzagging lines that you have to hobble over oh Uh, if you leave if you leave just you know 12 (laughs) inches of walking space you're gonna uh thank yourself that night yeah (laughs) all right so uh we gotta we gotta push forward i know there's a lot of information but let's let's go on to the next thing here um we do have some safety and medical to talk about so let's kind of brush through that it's not the sexiest stuff but let's let's go through sexiest stuff but it is super important yeah um at the event they have set up these emergency call stations they'll be scattered throughout so if you have a problem and you're not comfortable going into a camp and saying i have a problem which let me tell you is totally okay Everyone is here to help each other. If you've got a problem, announce yourself that, hey, this guy is a problem. They'll hold you both there. They'll get security on a radio. Shit will get taken care of. Yes. But we do have the emergency stations there, which will have a radio. So you can radio into security or medical and somebody will be there in a hot minute. And we also have um, not just... Like there is professional security and then there's also volunteer security Yes, that are always walking around there. They've always got radios on. Um, so you can approach them. They'll, um, the event, the official security will actually have t-shirts on that yes. will say security or event security or something like that on them. If I remember right. Yeah. Uh, so they're so, really yeah. easy to find. They're still slightly in theme, but they stick yeah. out a little bit more Same than medical, your average way um, standard. The actual medical personnel will have colored shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, which they stick out as not themed on purpose. So they don't blend in. Um, so then, you know, like, Oh, that person's working and on the job. Um, and the volunteers are also um, labeled. So I don't so. think I've ever seen these security stations. I mean, I, not, not that I've ever really looked for them. What do they look like so that I know um, what I'm looking for and can direct memory, other people, which may be faulty, but you know, I'm human. Um, <laughs> they should be a, like a T-post or a pole with a blue light on them and a radio is uh, tied onto it. It's pretty simple. Okay. Um, Perfect. And they are on the, they do add them to the official map. So yes. you can kind of use the map to help find them too. Good. Okay, so cool. yeah, it's a good idea to look at the map when you do like set up your camp, know what's around you, know where the portos are, but also know where the, your closest call box is yes. as well as your best route to get to security and medical and the command center, which is all right on, um, kind of the main drag inside yes. Wasteland City. All right, cool. Um, let's see. Anything else that they should know about medical? Because medical um, not only handles like like scrapes and cuts, but they're kind of there. I th- I think they've got a couple um, more personal psycho- psychology. They do. They have right? a wellness program. So if you're just overwhelmed and you're overstimulated, you know. I'm not going to lie. Wasteland is probably the most concentrated neurodiverse place you're going to find. <laughs> Correct. So you cannot throw a rock without hitting an autistic or ADHD or both or other flavored neuro spicy person. We are <laughs> everywhere. The 
the, the ground be thick with us. Right. And I say us, especially. Um, <laughs> so if you're just had too much and you need a quiet space and your camp is too hot or whatever it might be, please come over to medical and, you know, a wellness person will sit there and just sit with you. If you want to be totally quiet, we can do that. If you just want to tell bad dad jokes, we can do that too. <laughs> do they provide things for like, if you're, um, uh, overstimulated, like noise, like, do they have headphones? Sound oh, that, things? I'm not entirely sure, but, uh, I will double check with head of medical and cause that's a great idea. And I'll see if we can arrange for such a thing. Um, that might go a long way. I, cause I know a lot of people, uh, my youngest who actually her first year waistline was last year. Oh, <laughs> she does get overstimulated yes. with noise pretty easily. And, and I know that there were a couple times where she had to go kind of hide a little bit and for sure. Yeah. Put my, put my headphones on. But also um, things happen at wasteland. Like you might break up with your significant other and things like that. And you're just happen. Wellness is there for that too. So, um, Wayland is they are there for your boo-boos, your heat illnesses, and stuff of that nature too. Um, keep in mind that they are not your regular physician. They cannot prescribe you medication and things like that. So if you, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go and get a free, you know, checkup from a GP, like that's not really what they're here for. Um, yeah, and you know, you'll hear safety third quite a bit. Uh, at Wasteland, especially if you're on a volunteer crew. Um, and safety third has a couple different meanings, right? It's, it's, it's about taking calculated risks for yourself, yes. uh, when necessary. And when it's, you know, it makes things more fun. Um, like, you know, fighting in the Thunderdome is a calculated risk. <laughs> if, if we were all safety first, uh, no one would fight in the Thunderdome, but it's so much fun. Also, uh, adept, um, I don't know if we've actually announced it yet. We have not officially announced it. Oh, shift. shoot. <laughs> Other than my stupid little posts on Facebook, Mom's which nobody reads. Mom's the word. Oh no, mum does not need to be the word. No, mum is not the word. Proud. Yeah, um, I, I got to say, the Farlanders uh, last year had a, a very interesting complaint about a certain delivery that the Dukes made. Oh. Unacceptable, unacceptable on every level. And um, while the Dukes, we've we've never um, had a problem come up before. Uh, so I don't know if it's a Farlanders issue or if there was some kind of mu- miscommunication on the Farlanders side, but um, something went wrong here. Yeah, it's mm. a lot of shade for somebody who doesn't know how to coordinate anything or make sure that the deliveries that they're making are actually full of things. Deliver me an empty box and you see what happens to makeshift. This is what happens. But anyway, waka, 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 lore, lore, lore. Uh, <laughs> adept and I will be fighting in the Thunderdome this year. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and it's going to be Coming my first bout. Coming out of retirement. Nice. <laughs> Meemaw's ready to go again. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I am also very excited. I was going to say something terrified. and I totally forgot. Where are we? <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, My I was bad. talking about Safety Third, uh, oh, which, yes. uh, of course, Micro popularized on Dirty Jobs, yes. which we talked about how uh, corporate safety first is not safety first. No. Uh, and so Safety Third actually comes about, uh, you know, you have to take your own safety into account first. You are your own first priority. Yes. And As so I'm that's something saying, I remember. Do stupid shit safely. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm stealing that and giving you no credit. That's yeah. perfectly fine. It's a great saying. <laughs> yeah, at uh, at Burning Man, they call it radical uh, self-reliance. Reliance, yes. Right? Mm. Um, and Wasteland, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You have to look out for yourself. And then secondly, Wasteland look out for the people that you're Burning with. Burning Man's mutated radioactive baby. So. In a lot of ways. 
And the Neotropolis is Wasteland Cybernetically Enhanced Mutant Radioactive Baby. So there's a direct lineage to Burning Man from this. Yeah. And um, and yeah, speaking of Burning Man, we have a lot of overlap with the Burning Man. Um, they're up on um, Blackrock. Yes. Um, and they're all, they're in a playa. They're actually in a dry lake bed. Uh, yes. And Wasteland is adjacent to a dry lake bed. So we have a lot of the same stuff. But yeah, talk to me a little <laughs> bit about like the environment of Wasteland and, and oh, the weather we can expect. Oh, for certain. Um, unlike the playa, which has um, this super fine... Um, dust like that clings to everything silt. and you can only remove with vinegar and a really high will save. Um, <laughs> Wasteland is actually on the backside of the United States' largest borax mine. So that's why Wasteland smells like it does. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Today either. we learned. Yes. That's where 20 Mule Team Borax uh, comes from. Yep. Yeah, the town of Boron, which is neighbor to Wasteland, has a museum. Please do check it out; it's really cool. I love museums. <laughs> and uh, the original Wasteland site, H Park in California City, was off of Twenty Mule Team Road, Team Road. Yes. which mm-hmm. is so cool because that's where they actually used to do make the, deliveries. the Twenty Mules that would drive from the uh, Edwards Air Force Base, Boron, right. California City area down to Los Angeles. And you can and still see that, that graphic on Borax boxes, which yes. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So there, there is history uh, in the desert if you look for it. Um, <laughs> y'all, you better be careful of those territory trend on because I'm about to start real getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Your resident history nerd over here is just... <laughs> desert rat history nerd. <laughs> so um, that's the reason that Wasteland, like when you pull your gear out and it has that specific odor because of all the borax dust. all that borax dust. Oh, I love it. And they've also, a couple years ago, started extracting lithium from the tailings of the mining there. But that's oh. aside from the point. Yikes. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, California's doing the electric car thing, and we're going to yes, need lots so of lithium very, for that. Very so, important. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, the site itself is mostly flat. There are two small hills on one side of the property that um, you might hear referred to as the tits. <laughs> <laughs> Giggle, it's okay. Um, but it's it, it is adjacent to a lake bed. And um, so around that lake bed, it's going to be like beach sand. It's going to be very deep and very loose. So you may not want to camp there unless you know what you're doing, because you're going to have to actually dig 18 plus inches till you hit something solid. Yeah, that's why they say lag bolts if you yeah. can, instead Those, of just like regular bolts. tent stakes. Right. You really got to get in there. Yeah. Um, the further east of the property you go, the sandier it gets, I've noticed. Um, you'll notice some signage that says graboid areas and stuff. Like, just unless you know what you're doing in the desert, don't try. Yeah, fat, stubby wheels with four-wheel yeah. drive or don't. Yeah, or just don't. <laughs> with experience, not just the vehicle itself. Right. But you got to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. There are a lot of similarities to driving in the sand to driving in the snow, I'm, I'm yeah. hearing. There is, yeah. but they're different, too. And while um, a lot of people, a lot, and even Wasteland has the equipment that could get you out of there, that equipment is very busy. It's on busy. its own time schedule, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, You're not the highest priority on that schedule. Yeah, so you'll be there a while. So just avoid. Uh, yeah, state of the roads. Mo- the, uh, the actual roads are paved in gravel. Yes. Um, which is really nice. It actually, and for years, I mean, it's five years now and yeah. it's all, it's holding up really so well. So it's compacting down. Uh, we just yep. had some rains out here too. Um, oh, that's good. It is. Um, but 
right now Rosewood is a mess and it may not be up for the event. So we might have to come in the back way. Every year we do this. <laughs> I was going to say, year. isn't it like this the rainy season getting yeah. there and it's starting to like, everyone's always this like, this one's it's more than usual out. because it's an El Nino year. I was going to say, it rained a lot this year, didn't it? Yeah, fascinating. It's raining today. All right, but talk Um, to me about the uh, the conditions we can expect, like, during the day and at night. Like, what what should people be prepared for? Most years, and I'm going to say this as most, because the desert will throw you a curveball when you least expect it. Most years expect it to be dry, like 12% humidity or less. And that's where it sucks the water right out of you. And it's going to be very high. You can just feel it. Very high UV. So you may not think that it's too bad until you're lobsterified. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, those burns are something else. They, they are. come on you sudden. And so the high UV, um, if you see a cloud, you'll notice all of us run under the shade and worship it. It, it happens. <laughs> So, um, what, you've seen clouds at Wasteland? Yes. Yes, <laughs> last year. I there feel like smoke. last year it was it was weirdly humid yeah. in oh, comparison yeah. last year. And then we yeah. had some really nice sunsets. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as um, like, what's the max temperature people can expect during the day? Well, I should say this. What's the hottest during the day and what's the coldest during the day that we've seen? Okay. Well, as a local, I'm going to say once we start adding and to the temperature is when it really starts to suck. <laughs> 110 and two yep. and yep. two etc then it's rougher because after about 100 degrees every like two degrees above that gets like exponentially harder to get right. through um most wastelands are high 90s um i say that as most as things are changing um the lows at night are going to be 70s so very comfortable but it may be too warm for you to sleep comfortably so you might want a fan, like a 12-volt fan, something like that in your tent to blow on you because evaporation is your friend. Yeah, Walmart sells this little DC battery-powered fan. It's like mm-hmm. a little personal fan. And the DC batteries, I mean, I started it last year. It's still running. Yeah, um, we've got and the it same is, one. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, $12 or something. Yeah. It's, and it makes it's so much difference. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. a tiny a bit of moving breeze. air. Just, uh-huh. uh, such good stuff. Yeah. So because then, of the low humidity, you know, wetting your your neck scarf or your hat or whatever and putting it back on does a lot for you either do your jugular vein or your like your uh inner leg uh vein like if you hike up your shorts and put on there no one cares (laughs) (laughs) like getting your your core temperature down is more important than modesty right and that's 100%. one of the reasons that we say, you know, it, it, it takes a gallon a day just to stay hydrated at least, but it, we say bring an extra gallon because, yeah. you know, not only do you need to like wash some dishes and maybe mm-hmm. just put some on your hands, but also just like drenching a cloth and, and yeah. wrapping your head or, or that's why in, in the guide, I say a minimum of two gallons per person per day. Yeah. If you have a group of two people, I just round that up to a five gallon container per day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's the important thing is per day. So, you know, if, if you're going to be on the build crew or you're staying behind for teardown, uh, those days count too. And yeah. you're going to need, you're going to need extra, extra water for that. And I mean, it feels weird when you're, you know, at Costco and you're buying, you know, 16 gallons of water for right. you and your, and your campmate, but you need it all. Absolutely. And, um, if you don't bring it, then you're going to be running into town and when running into town stinks. 
It's a when half hour it takes, vibe. It takes you out of everything. You're just like, oh, exactly. there's there's a McDonald's. I'm going to get a quick Big Mac. And and then everything's ruined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as you see that that golf course, it's just like, oh. <laughs> Immediately out of the vibe. Trip is yeah. ruined. Yeah. yeah. So there's honestly, grass like, to touch. Like, yes, there is, there, there's so much, like, I think it's a half hour to a grocery store or something like that, uh, yeah. over in the city of Mojave. Um, but, but so yes, there are lots of things available for you. If you run into, you know, right. if you but run out of food you're, or you're missing ice out or on the event that you paid for to go to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it is at least a half hour round trip, which, you know, add that to the shopping time. Plus, uh, if there might be a line back at check-in then you have in, to yeah. wait in again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, try to be as prepared as possible when you arrive mm-hmm. to go the whole time. One hundred percent. All right, and I, I did also want to notice. So yeah, we've talked about the hot, but it can actually get pretty darn cold, it can. especially there at night. There have been cold wastelands. So even though you know you got your your cute little shorty shorts, make sure I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Who <Yeah>. me <laughs> wearing very little? No, very I don't little believe little. it. <laughs> By the way, the uh, Dukes of the Nuke uh, Dukes After Dark calendar is currently on sale, um, and <laughs> this is Excellent the segue. this is the um, the most <laughs> the most least clothes the Dukes have ever worn for the Woo! calendar. Spicy. I'm so ready. I've never been more ready for anything in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you know it's one of those just kind of crazy fundraisers that by the time we do all the math, uh, it does not make a single dollar, but it makes it feel like we do raise a dollar. Um, but you have fun. <laughs> but we have such such a fun time, uh, and it's just one of those fun things that, as a tribe, we get to do. And I love it. Um, it's a wonderful bonding experience. And uh, yeah, if you guys buy a calendar, you get to see our lovely butts uh, on your wall year round. Duke the real treasure is the wieners you found along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> do you guys remember two thousand? Was it nineteen? The uh, what was it? Uh, maybe Saturday night, Friday oh, or Saturday it was night. Frigid. It was so yeah. Bit- I've it never can, been so cold. It can yeah. get dropped down suddenly to like forty degrees. It's yeah, not unheard of. It was of. one of those years. It was so make sure you have a, a good jacket. Um, uh, things like canvas, denim, those weather up beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, moving blankets. Moving blankets work excellent <laughs> if you have the sewing skills. Um. I, I handmade a duster for my husband, but we haven't had a cold one yet for him to actually wear it. Of course. Yeah, but you have to bring it every time. But it's, you in, don't know. it's in my camper yeah. ready to go. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> make sure you have like shorty shorts are great and wonderful. And we all appreciate seeing what you have to offer. But um, <laughs> pants, bring some pants. Um, girls, uh, bring a pair of leggings to throw under your pants. I mean, it, it does help. I mean, guys too. I mean, clothing yeah. is clothing. Yeah. For, for my guys out there, just bring some pajama pants or some sweatpants mm-hmm. that you can throw into your costume. Yeah. It, it can make all the difference because it, it can get bitterly cold out here. Yeah. Layering is your friend. Take yeah. it from layers the far lane because mm-hmm. you book a fashion, do layers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, don't count on your campfire keeping you warm because if Ooh, we, nope. if we go under a wind advisory or something yeah. like that, they will. The chances are higher than not that it's going to be propane only for the duration from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Which Especially I don't mind. Like, we've always done a campfire at the Dukes and we actually mm-hmm. cook on our fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but some years where the weather just isn't moving. like it, Or when the wind know. changes direction on you and then suddenly just. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, like just the smoke. 
mm-hmm. can really build up on site and it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not that sensitive to smoke, but it's like. But after you're in it day after day after day, you just get annoyed. It's just one more overstimulating yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. So and you smell it on you and you me. can't escape it. And, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things like we, we have a balanced apocalypse, right? Like yeah. it's not, it's We're not the Hollywood real apocalypse. apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. So while, <laughs> while campfires make a ton of sense and even like burn barrels and like burning all sorts of weird garbage and stuff, like, oh Anything man, I, burn. I'm so happy that, that yeah. if people don't burn anything, yeah. that's but not clean But you can still burning. have a, a burn pit, just, you know, put a propane fire pit in a steel barrel. Right. Oh yeah, that's we. I think we do something very similar. And you can store another scale barrel right next to it to put your propane into, and then it's still out of sight, and it looks Mm -hmm. great. But then you can just at the end of the day just go, nope, and turn it off. Yeah, and yeah, and And then uh, it's not throwing sparks. You don't have to worry about starting a a wildfire out here because we had a very wet winter, so everything's really crunchy. Yep. Totally. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, that gets rid of that. That kind of handles weather. Just be mm-hmm. prepared for warm and cold. Bring layers. Um, yeah. And along Even with if that, you don't use them all. It's okay. Yeah. And along with that, um, you know, some people wear the same costume every day. I wear basically the same thing with like different t-shirts, um, and then just modify for the weather. Some mm-hmm. people wear a different costume every day, so you can kind of <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. The biggest thing to, to have is fresh underwear. Bring like three pairs a day, so you're you keep everything nice and fresh. <laughs> same with your socks. Change your socks yeah. military style, just all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the earlier conversation about the pants. Yeah. Definitely bring up your <laughs> pants because you're going to get damp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So the next thing you've got on your survival guide is uh, camping in a tent versus a car. And I guess yes. this is probably more geared toward um, like regular attendees that aren't yes. necessarily in tribes and have the whole thing planned. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people do camp in like Coleman tents and Walmart tents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I definitely know some people camp in their car. So yeah. Muse, will you go over kind of the differences and uh, the options that people have? Oh, absolutely. So we'll start with tents. Um, This doesn't have to be an expensive hobby. You can totally get by on thrift store clothes and a $25 Walmart tent. Totally can. Um, I don't suggest air mattresses because of the high fluctuations of the temperatures. They tend to just go dead on you. And then you're sleeping on the ground. And that sucks. (laughs) So cops are superior. Um. You don't have to theme it unless you want to, but keep in mind that your tent is a mass market product and it looks like everybody else's $25 tent. So put up a flag, uh, cover it with uh, a painted tarp, uh, something like that. So you can find home when you're several shots in. Oh, that's a really good, I thought you were going for like the theme thing and I was like, yeah, just, you know, decorate your camp no, just a little bit. It makes home. a difference. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Stumbling in somebody else's tent, tent at two in the morning like, is not going to get I you any friends. I had a blue and yellow Walmart tent. <laughs> oh, I I'm need you to wrong. narrow it down so much. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's more of a finding home thing than a theming thing. That's a really good point. Yeah. And, and I've noticed a lot of people, uh, and I think this probably comes from Burning Man as well, mm-hmm. uh, will put some kind of like a light pole up so oh, that they can sure. distinguish mm-hmm. themselves or just some some signature lighting scheme, uh, even if it's just a, uh, some LED lights that are mm-hmm. strategically placed that are like solar powered that can help you find it. Yeah. But also solar runs out the, eventually. Because once you get away mm. from the city, it gets very dark very quickly. Yeah. So having a beacon to find your way home is great. Don't forget yeah. a flashlight either. So you don't get bitten by a rock. Right. But at that same token, like um, headlamps, flashlights, all that kind of stuff, for the most part, don't use it unless you absolutely need so it. Have to. Because it'll it'll actually mess up your night vision and blind your friends. Uh, get and, a red filter. 
Yeah, the red the red light headlights the red light are great. Will not fuck up your night vision or the people around you. So right. if you're able, I absolutely highly suggest getting the red gels and and smattering them on there. Yeah, and we talked about um like the wind and staking things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, we've definitely seen our share of tents fly away. And actually, yes. oh man, at Neotropolis. All right, ready for this? The wind um, stole my trash can. <laughs> did it really? It did. I had one of those uh, pop-up trash cans, and right before I was able to to stake it down to the table, the wind went mine, and off it went. And it went on a merry little adventure. My campmate ran after it for like five minutes. It oh was gone. Oh wow! There oh, was boy. no retrieving yep. it. I felt so bad. I'm like, there's garbage in the desert. I'm such a shithead, but it's yeah. not my fault. <laughs> yeah, and the wind can blow faster than you can run. Oh yes, uh, absolutely. And he's an athletic dude. <laughs> But uh, we were walking down Main Street. So we camped out in Tent City for Neotropolis. Okay. And and we were walking down Main Street. And, you know, there was just like a couple gusts in the air. And I was uh, I was walking with Show Dyer, um, mm-hmm. a, a lovely wastelander. And um, we pointed out that, oh, here's this guy with an easy up. I can't believe it hasn't flown away yet in the wind. Oh, and then, oh no, boom, you said the words. Right then. <laughs> yeah, I believe the curse is true now. I'm still not going to um, not say wind, but I believe the curse <laughs> is true. <laughs> The yes. second we said, if the you second say we it, mentioned you it, summon it, so it lifted up in the wind, and he had it like half staked down, so it like mm. kind of yeah. went right up and like banged into his truck, a bunch yeah. of the stuff, the metal bent, um, and we ran over and like helped him yeah. get it down just so it wasn't going to blow away. But uh, but yeah, easy ups are awful. Yeah, they are meant for a day at the beach. They are not meant for five days of hardcore <laughs> desert camping. Right. Right. And so if that, you want that even goes for like, like the that. industrial ones, right? Like, yeah, uh, I did have luck with an industrial one, but this was also with people of similar brains to mine. So this thing was like mm-hmm. engineered mm-hmm. to not move. Yeah, it can be done. Not the cheap, not the cheap Walmart ones, but, but the industrial ones can be by done. By the time you put in that much effort, buy something else. <laughs> yeah, you, or you might as well just make your own. Yeah. So, like when it comes right. to tenting and stuff like that, I, I've seen some varying advice, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't—I I, want to use the word advice loosely because a lot of people are just coming from various experiences, and it's not always the best. But like, what is a good? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I might as well just be a size queen. What is the best length that you want to use and size for for things like stakes? Oh, for stakes, um, if you can yeah, get, get anything to get that tent down. Um, easiest to find is going to be rebar. Keep in mind that rebar can sleep, slip out. So two becomes one at that point. So you need to have more of them at more places. And when you have them, don't just leave them as sticks. Um, if you have somebody with a torch or something that can heat them up and turn them into candy canes. Mm, Okay. Um, yeah, then you can even, ham- then you have a surface to hammer them down, but also attach ratchet straps too, so you can get them stuck down. Like twelve inches. Oh, uh, you inches. want eighteen inches at the least. If you can basically get basically the longest you can do. Yes, yeah, yeah. twelve you can do. is minimum, and that's for the hard pack. Um, yeah, and honestly, in our camp, um, you know, we've got eighteen inch stakes, and sometimes we still need to dig down yeah. a good foot before we hit hard pack, and then we'll hammer it in, and then mm-hmm. cover that over with the dirt with sand, that we dug yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you guys can hear my cat purring like into the <laughs> microphone, <laughs> but he—he's definitely doing the cat thing of I want to be on the show. Uh, he's don't helping. Mind at all. He is helping. Yeah, he's yeah, he's helping. Yeah, so, I yeah. didn't even know he was in the room. <laughs> um, he just came out from under the bed. Two easy ups. Um, you can actually make a ten by ten structure um, with 
bracketry you can get on sites like Creative Shelters and things like that using Conduit. And I have a, a thing that I've made and it's held up over many wastelands. Um, yeah, the large pipe structures, structures do really well. Yeah, and, the Costco um, shade garages, those work great. Mm-hmm. Just throw away the covers though, they're kind of garbage. Yeah, they, they hold in too much heat. The yeah. plastic oh, gotcha. does. Yeah. Natural fibers all yeah. the way. You want, that's like, another topic for another day. Yeah. But natural fibers. Uh, like Harbor Freight tarps. They're really cheap and they weather up beautifully. They take to die beautifully. And the, the like painters the, tarps, you mean? Yeah, the painters tarps. The, can- the real loose weave the canvas. canvas. Yeah. They work really great. Nice. Um so once and you do you have can always your, spray them down with a little water and you've got yeah, yourself you've got an yourself evaporative, an evaporative cooler. cooler. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. A little pump sprayer. Everything yep. smells dusty and gross. Hell yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just the smell of wasteland. It's fine. It's, yeah. But, you know, gross smell versus I'm hot. I mean, something obviously wins. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. The biggest thing with the anything that you shove in the ground, please take it out of the ground and take it home with you. Please right. don't leave shit around. Because we all no have trace. to come back. Leave no trace. Leave the site prettier than when you found it if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do um, with the Dukes and the Nuke, we do a lot of uh, kind of lumber construction mm-hmm. with construction screws. And so before we leave site, we actually drag around one of those uh, magnets on wheels. Yes, magnet rakes are fabulous. Yeah, clever. And, and that's, you know, after being incredibly careful, taking each screw out one at a time, putting them in a can, uh, we'll still go around and just pick You're up still everything. You're and- burnt out. You're tired. You want right. to go home. You want that first magic shower. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Yeah, and those um, those so those magnet cleanup things. Uh, that's another like Home Depot, uh, Harbor Freight. They're actually cheaper than you They're can like imagine. Like twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, and it it makes cleanup so much easier. But now getting on to sleeping in your car. Yes, you totally can sleep in your car. There's some stuff you can do to make that more comfortable. Uh, get a shit ton of dollar store reflective window covers, and cover all of your windows. <laughs> if you cover your windows, your car will be like a fridge in the morning. Yes. I mean, at least our truck wasn't 16. I yeah. kept my Dr. Pepper's nice and cold in that cab. Oh, nice. We just had it covered. Because you're reflecting amazing. all that UV away. Mm-hmm. So it stays yep. nice and stable inside. And then if you crack your window and then you put one of those 12 volt fans we were just talking about in. Hello. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> very nice indeed. So if you can't do the tent and stuff and you just want to be able to be like, fuck it, I'm done. Take all the shit off your windows and get the fuck out. You totally can do it that way. Absolutely. And um, one of the tricks I learned, this is a TikTok thing, is okay. um, uh, if you have the means, like if if your um, window shade, like your front window shade has mm-hmm. like straps on the side, sure. you can actually tuck that into your door and put it on the outside side. of your window yes, you can. so that it's reflecting light before it gets into you, your car. Uh, and that Clever. can actually make a really big difference. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thanks, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> I, I learned so many say. wonderful things that are worthless on TikTok, but some of them it, right. do great. I so. will say, though, from experience of mm-hmm. camping in a vehicle, which we only were ever able to camp in our precious, precious truck in our first year because she's mm-hmm. never made it back to Wasteland Aww. again. Okay. But if you do, if you do camp in the back of a, like in a pickup bed, mm-hmm. um, if it isn't one of those, it's like a modern insulated one because it's a seventies truck. So no, it is not yeah, insulated. For sure. Put something down like a, preferably like wool, put it down before you put uh, whatever you're going to sleep on down because it will help insulate. Because let me tell you what, that cold air coming up from underneath <sighs> yep. is oh, yeah. brutal. And it's the same with a cot too. If you're sleeping yeah. on a cot, 
put a layer down before your sleeping bag. Great like I said, solution. preferably wool. Mm-hmm. Uh, wool is great, but I live here in Southern California, so wool yeah, is a lot less common. Yeah, I a lot of that there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can get EVA four, four bats at Farber yes. Freight. Put those on the bottom of your tent. That'll keep the ground from sucking out your heat. Same with a car, truck bed, whatever. And you get it packed for like 15 bucks. And you can cut dirt to size, dirt nice. cheap. And I mean, underneath like your air mattress, if you have to use one, something like that, it'll keep anything pokey from coming above. Mm-hmm. Make yeah, it nice and cozy under your so wait, toesies. Is that yeah. something you actually, you're actually putting that under your tent? Well, so you, you're put, you, set up your, you set up your tent and then you put the... Uh, floor mats down, cut to size before you come, please. <laughs> um, and then you like set inside it, the floor of the and tent. then you put it on the inside. And then it. it also because it's squishy. If you have goat heads or anything in your shoes, oh, it's going to catch things. into the foam. That's what genius. Are, just what for are that goat alone. heads? What are goat oh. heads? Okay, goat heads are the devil. <laughs> uh, not the tribe. The tribe are wonderful people. Um, <laughs> but the thing that they're named for are these hard little seeds that are invasive um, that have three points on them and they will go through a boot. They are very hard, very tough. And I know when my son has found one in the house, cause I hear him scream from across the house when he finds yep. one. Things I don't miss about living in California. Yeah. Like you start talking about them and it's just like immediately. Yeah. PTSD. They, they really, really <laughs> suck. That's why I try to emphasize good sold shoes. Don't bring Crocs out here. They will not help. <laughs> I won't lie. If I see you in your fully themed outfit and you're wearing Crocs, I'm just even if they're wasteland out Crocs, they're gonna I get don't. just because yeah. you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, yeah save them, save them for Neotropolis. Because yeah. th- did you guys know this? I didn't know this. All right, this is TikTok again, and I'm sorry for doing TikTok oh so much. Right, Idiocracy. Are you ready? Idiocracy. <laughs> yes. The costume designer was looking for the most ridiculous shoes that no one would ever want to wear ever. And oh, they found this fledgling startup company that was <laughs> making some ridiculous plasticized shoes with holes in the side and used no. them for the movie. So yep. if you watch Idiocracy, almost the entire <sighs> cast of the future people are wearing Crocs. The yep. genesis of Crocs. Yep. Isn't that hilarious? It is hilarious. Oh, I love uh, it. I love it. It's on brand. Right. It is. Yeah. All right. So, um, so you don't want to do a tent. You don't want to do a car. You want to glamp. You want the best of the best. You want a toilet and a shower that are yours for your own poop. (laughs) (laughs) You're not sharing your poop spot with nobody. You're going to rent an RV. There's a space for that. You can totally have an RV out here. However, there is no hookups. There's no water. So again, you have to bring it all yourself. Um, Keep in mind, if you haven't RV'd before, you're not showering every day. You're showering every third day, if you're lucky. And then it's, you know, you get wet, shut off the water, soap up, turn on the water, turn it off. Because you got to conserve what you got. The tank is only so big. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I actually bring a camper every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to make excuses, but um, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Overall, you know, especially when uh, I do the video crew too. So I need, I need the power to charge batteries. Mm-hmm. I, I need a clean space to deal with cards and lenses and all that. Um, but having the, the private bathroom and the, and the kitchen makes things yeah, so much absolutely. easier. Um, um, but you- yes, you have to be very conservation minded. And I mm-hmm. am in a four person camper that I'm usually by myself. Mm-hmm. And even still, I have to bring extra water. probably 20 extra gallons of water mm-hmm. to, to kind of refill the tank as I go. 
And other things with RVs, um, before you've left the lot, if you're renting, go over what they require, what they want out of you. If you have to provide your own bedding, stuff like that, you need to know this stuff before you come out. Also, get very acquainted with the stinky slinky. I'm going to need so much more specificity immediately. Okay. The stinky slinky <laughs> is this uh, collapsible tube that you use to suck the shit out of the RV. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, Yes, honestly. And there is a system, and every RV is a little bit different, so knowing how that procedure goes is going to be very helpful. Also, get some big, like, Dexter's lab mom gloves. <laughs> that that you is throw an away. image that only certain people will immediately okay. associate with. You have to be a certain age range yes. to get that. Millennials joke. and older. <laughs> 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 but, you know, some big, like, dish gloves, something like that, and throw them in the compartment where all that stuff is. Yeah. Because um, you definitely want a barrier between yourself and what came out of you. I love it. Uh, yeah. And the person, the uh, company that you rent your RV from uh, or the person you borrow it from should be able to give you kind of an overview of how to Absolutely. do do all the things. Because most of them want you to empty the tanks before you, before bring, you it bring it back. back. Yes. Otherwise, they're going to charge you for it, which yeah. might be worth it to some of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> another thing is, is um, don't dump on your way out. Like oh, don't God. open the valve slightly and then drive away. I've seen it happen. It's no, gross. That's Please disgusting. don't do that. Also, uh, Borax Bill, which is the nearest dump place, gets a very, very long line of people who want to get rid of their shit. Literally. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can dump closer to where the RV is going, then the chances of having to wait in a long line and or it filling up go down significantly. I also feel like with some of these RV rental places and with most rental places, because mm -hmm. we rent a vehicle from a place that I'm not telling anybody because if word gets out, I'm going to be really mad. Fair enough. <laughs> because I don't want them. You're allowed your secrets. To all be, I don't want them to all be rented out by yeah. the time that we get to Wayside because we've been using them for years. Um, but legit. a lot of them will have to also like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like requirements, like you're not allowed to go certain places. Yes. They will have limitations. Mm -hmm. So yes. research do we did research 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 before calls you and emails like you, yeah you have to put on the big boy pants and do the adult things it sucks yes but you know being informed will save you in the end yeah you don't want to lose thousands of dollars oh, because you no. didn't read the fine print and you yoked that thing into the desert yeah. so definitely yeah and um i learned this last year if you happen to be heading back toward los angeles with your rv the antelope valley rv park Mm -hmm. You can pay to dump there. And yes. actually, you have to oh. you pay online, and then you just pull up, do your thing, and get out of there. You don't even have to talk to anybody, but Love pay it. online ahead of time. Yes. Um, there is a website. It's called rvdumpsites.net. They'll show you a big map of all the, the dump sites that you can pay for to utilize. So do use that. You know, Find, find your, your spot and plan for it, and you'll yeah. be much easier. All right, cool. So with camping out of the way, let's talk about power because you mentioned there's no grid out there and there some is. people do bring generators and batteries mm -hmm. and solar hookups. Um, tell, let, give us a quick overview of, of electricity on site. All right. So you're going to be in tent city. You're going to be where the majority of the masses are and you want to charge your phone because we all need those. We got family back home. We need to keep in contact. You want to take pictures. You know, the guy who 
got drunk before setting up his tent and he's sleeping on top of it. You want a picture of that? You know, with, with consent, of course. Priorities. Um, priorities. You know, um, yes, you can have a generator. Um, keep in mind, uh, if you can have it propane um, converted Cheers. before you come over, works even better because then you don't have to worry about the volatility of gasoline, which we have had issues with in the past. Um, propane is nice because you can just turn it off and you're done and there's no escaping vapors and that kind of thing. Um, they are harder to start. I'm not going to lie. And you don't get quite as much juice out of them, but you know, that it is a good way to go. Solar is even better because there's no moving parts at all. You just set it and forget it. Um, but yeah, event does not provide power to the majority of people. Yeah. So bring um, some like cell phone charging bricks. Yes. Um, they also might be called like a DVD power brick. And those are the big ones. So Ooh, okay. some of the smaller like pocket size bricks will charge your cell phone once, maybe twice. twice but yeah. th but there are these larger, um, almost like laptop like, battery size, like laptop. Yeah. And they'll charge your phone the entire time. Sweet. Um, and maybe even a couple of phones before you need to recharge yeah. it. And of course, you know, a, a quick turn on of your car and uh, a half hour of uh, AC rejuvenation is one probably not a bad way to go. <laughs> it's not a bad way to go. Also like, oh, no, heat... I'm sorry. I have to sit in here. I'm charging my phone. <laughs> but also it's actually good for your battery because the heat will drain it. It's mm. not what everybody thinks it is where cold drains your battery. No, it's the hot summers. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. Turning your car on at least once halfway through the event is yeah. not a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Let it, um, you know, come up to temperature and everything. If you've got an older beast and charge your stuff, absolutely recommended. Yeah. Um, and other than that, you know, make friends with your neighbors, uh, sharing power, especially if your neighbor has like a generator or something and you're just like, Hey, can I charge my cell phone on your generator? Right. Uh, you know, you it's might... a great way to not bring another generator for yeah. like charging up a couple small items. Of which, um, Make sure when you set up your generator that it's not like exhausting right into someone's tent. Yeah. Um, be courteous about that. If you can make a surround or called a baffle box for it, that's even better because it'll direct the sound upward instead of outward. And that can be done with a single sheet of plywood and it the can. thickness doesn't really matter. No, it really doesn't. It can be super thin stuff. It's more of a directing sound. Yeah. Just trying to get it out of the line of sight. And it mm. makes a big difference. It yeah. does. Uh, also, there's a lot of different generators out in the world. There's the open body ones and there's the closed body ones. The inverter closed body ones, ultra quiet, but more expensive. Yes. But you can also rent them from uh, Home Depot for mm -hmm. uh, pay by the day, which is awesome. Yes, you can. I know you can rent them. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah also check places like uh, United Rentals and stuff like that. They often have equipment that you can rent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can if you can do a closed body or an inverter generator, it makes a big difference on audio. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are going to use an open body, like a, just a straight generator, uh, they can provide a lot of power, which is awesome. But they make a lot of noise, so consider yeah. turning a it off at night. Yeah, um, you know, use it use it especially, when you need it, and turn it off. Especially if you're out in silent death, because they enforce quiet hours. Yes. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Silent Death is pretty much the furthest place you can be from the yeah. city. And it's fairly reserved for people that just don't want to be near the noise, especially yeah. at night. Yeah. All right. So um, I know we've talked a little bit about shade. So let's keep mm -hmm. this one a little bit shorter. But um, the idea with shade is you want it, you need it, you must have it. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you have a tent that you think, oh, you know, the tent will shade me from the sun. No. No, it's a mini oven. It's a mini oven. And so, um, yeah, what's the best solution there? 
Um, best solution, um, it's really becomes a pick three. Either, <laughs> you know, like the good, fast, or cheap, but this yeah. is for shade. Either right. have great UV protection, it's going to stand up to the wind, or it's going to take forever to set up. You just have to decide which two you want. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I have a, a yurt that I made that's a hexagon out of EMT conduit. But, you know, it takes me a good 45 minutes to set up if I'm by myself. So that's a time sink. However, right. it doesn't move. If it was my choice, I would pick good UV protection and stands up to gusts. Because yes. the great news about Wasteland 2, you have people around. Oh, absolutely. If you're you can, like, I'm struggling, can somebody please give me a hand? You'll have 15 yeah, people there in absolutely. a second. Everybody so. wants to help. I love the, the family aspect of the waste. You need help. Help is on the way. And yeah. along with that... Um, you know, in the early years of Wasteland, bringing your own shade was really important because there just was no shade. And a lot of tribes didn't provide space for you to hang out. It was very much like a, we made a theme camp. Um, you may look at it, but this is our space. Yes. Um, but in the later years, the you public know, spaces really started to come out. Yeah. So yeah. places like Forlorn Hope, which is lovely and shaded, and they have ceiling fans and misters, and it's so <laughs> <love> fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and couches. And it's like, I'm right. going to die here. Wake me yeah. up in six hours. Yeah. Um, so Absolutely you can kind of sleep weigh... during the day if you can. Because mm. the nighttime is when everything comes to life. You ain't Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And there is a lull in the afternoon. Um, you know, generally some things happen in, you know, very few things happen in the morning, but yeah. some things will happen midday. Pretty much everything um, happens like before noon and then like noon to four, not much. And then yeah. from like six to three in the morning is when everything is Non-stop. happening. Stop. Yeah. Yep. But, so, um, but yeah, you can kind of weigh the way you figure out the way that you like to wasteland. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be spending a lot of time in camp, you might want to put in a little extra effort and get yeah. those, uh, like, simple I, bare necessities. I, I personally, I'm a camp body. I'm like, I'm here with my kitchen. I just want to cook uh -huh. for people and I'm just going to chill in the shade and people can come and go and it'd be cool. Yeah. And then other people are going to spend all their time walking around, hanging out. Mm -hmm. um, they literally just need a place to sleep and they're going to be partying the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so you might not need to put so much effort into your camp. If you want to wake up with the sun, trust me, don't put shade up. The sun will wake you up. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So let's talk about, uh, we did kind of already go over sleeping a little bit. I don't think there's anything else there, but that was next on our list here. Um, yeah, we talked about all of that. Um, <laughs> and we did talk about water and dehydration. We did. Um, the thing is, bring more water than you think and bring those Absolutely. electrolytes. Yes. Um, and let's see. We talked about gray water. And for, for you guys, um, we're kind of just going right down Mojave Muse's Guide to Survival, which yeah. is available. And I'm going to link it in the bottom of the show notes. Yeah. We're a little so out of order, kind of read but this the information is all the same. Yeah. Um, but let's skip down to food and vendors because, right. yes, especially in the early years, you had to bring all of your Everything. own food. Yes. Yeah. It was but, fuck all. <laughs> but very consistently lately, there have been several vendors that cook yes. up some of the most amazing things. Yes. So what barbecue um, place, man. Oh. Oh. Texas Smoke Barbecue. I love those guys. They kept oh, me alive yeah. at Neo this past year. Yep. The Dinky sure. Dive, the 404 convenience store. Um, there's been a pizza truck. I forget what they call themselves. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the pizza truck because no matter what, you're carrying a pizza box around. Yeah. Um, you can't make that look post-apocalyptic and cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've had to take some of our tribe pizza. members and be like, you need to take that from the front of our camp to the back of back our of camp because yeah. you are Police totally ruining camp. everything right you're now. You're breaking yeah. my immersion. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think Dinky Dive, out of everybody, yeah. nails the 
theme. Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. So hard. However, I would say like treat the vendors as a bonus, not your reliable. Yes. Because, Don't count on them because they're coming from quite a ways away. If they break down or something, and you were planning on eating barbecue every day, well, guess what? Now you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So have your your plan have vendors be your plan B and your plan A being self reliant. Um, Absolutely. And I I always feel like you get more out of the event when you're in survival mode per se. Like agree. This is my stuff. I have to trade for ramen and, you know, with my neighbor because we're friends now. But it's don't true. Well, food. and a lot of neighbors, yeah. a lot of neighbors too. I, yeah. I've, yeah. in all of my years going, share. Yeah. I, my neighbors a couple years ago, we were next to the rag weavers and we were in the green place, always bringing us food. And I was yeah. just like, I will never go hungry at this event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and make friends. Make friends. <laughs> Because yes. friends make extra food. They do. And, Facts. And, <laughs> and friends However, will feed you. I, I will caveat that don't uh, don't barter food. No. Exactly. It's like don't, don't do that. in the rules, do not barter yeah. food. Or that's drink. Kern County. That's not event level. That is like yeah. exactly. food safety stuff. So mm-hmm. there's not much they can do about that. So just play by the rules if you please. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... W- People cook lots of different ways, and some people don't cook oh, at all. Yeah. Like, um, there are a bunch of uh, the Dukes of the Nuke that will still just break out in an MRE packet and eat that cold mush and love every second of it. Um, so there's definitely the the you know stable like shelf stable foods, mm-hmm. which are uh, really great. Like you know peanut butter, yeah. awesome, quick calories, um, and it's something you can have a spoonful of, and it can kind of wake you up in the morning. Um, Obviously, like crackers and canned goods. Um, the Baron likes to open up all sorts of canned fish, <laughs> uh, preserved <laughs> preserved fish of any kind, and he's the happiest man. Um, I could not. I don't know if I could do so much seafood out there. That's kind of wild. I, I admit, I am a fancy bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, full full spread breakfast, full spread dinners because I, I love to cook. It's my love language. For people i'm coming to your camp please do i'll feed you <laughs> we do we do breakfast at ours no I, I do breakfast and dinner uh my my best friend seth is we're now in the same camp again and he's a, a former chef so him and i are both like yes um but <laughs> nice. if, if all you want to do is like ham sandwiches and hot dogs and ramen by all means like you can go as fancy or as plain as you want to or as your budget allows. Yeah. Just make sure you eat though. Yes. The eating <laughs> yeah, part important is important. Thing. If you pass out on day three, cause you haven't eaten more than like, you know, a little cheese and cracker packet or something, then that, that won't do. You're going to yeah, need that's... more calories than you think because you're walking more and your body is now in survival mode from the heat and the UV. Right. And there's lots of food that you can cook ahead of time, like chicken or pulled pork or, oh, for sure. um, or like brisket that is really great to do a quick reheat on once you're there without having to do like, you know, a four hour smoke or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, so there's lots of options when it comes to that, you know, like I love pulled pork and I love mm-hmm. next day pulled pork even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. stuff like uh, Frito pies for my, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that that's cheap and it's easy oh, and it's filling and you can customize if you want jalapenos in it or more cheese or you want green onions or whatever. Super easy our- to cook 
get that all ready to go beforehand in baggies and just throw it in your cooler. And for our non-Southern and Western um, survivors, <laughs> what the hell is Frito Pie? Because okay. this is magic. A Frito the Pie is, is wonderful. You get a individual uh, one-person size bag of Fritos. You open it up. You dump in some warm chili and some cheese and whatever else you want in there. And then you grab a fork and you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and that at can the be like Robertson County chili. Fair, yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. I was about to say they yep. do like the cheapest canned chili that they oh, can put yeah. in there, and they yep. they call it a walking taco. And I'm like, get out of here! Yeah, trash. some places it. call it a walking taco. No, which is Frito Pie. Yeah. I'm sorry, my mom's it's, southern, so you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so good, man. Yeah. But like with all that stuff, though, with, those are all perishables. Like, what's the best way you're going to keep that cool though? Because you're there for a week. Oh. I have I have information for that if we're going to segue into keeping things cool. Okay. The biggest thing is, is if all you can get is uh, ice machine ice, that's fine. However, the bigger the ice, the slower it melts. So if you can freeze milk jugs, soda bottles, Gatorade jugs, anything like that, that is, uh, and leave enough headroom, otherwise you'll crack it. I've cracked many. <laughs> in the freezer from expansion. So make sure you only fill about three quarters of the way and deep freeze those like a month ahead of time. Like just let it keep your freezer cold. Um, and then you place those in the corners of your ice chest, uh, stuff that has to be vitally cold. Keep it in the bottom. If you can, cause cold sinks, of course. Um, Again, if, science. If you can pack, <laughs> If you can pack your meals by day, like have an actual meal plan of, okay, first day I'm going to eat a sandwich. So it's on the top. The next day is going to be the next layer, like a lasagna of food in your mm-hmm. ice chest. Um, and uh, other things you can do is you can wrap your ice chest in what's called Reflectex. It's this bubble wrap stuff that's uh, got mylar. You can make a little cover for it. Just make sure you do all uh, two for all six surfaces mm-hmm. of it. Uh, including on the inside of the lid. Um, if your ice chest has a lot of headroom, put a layer of that Reflectix down or a piece of foam, something like that, so it acts like another lid. So the smaller space doesn't have to expand as much to keep everything cold. Yeah, so that's and, really, really clever. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's um, there's actually a lot of YouTube uh, videos out there about making a cheap cooler into a seven-day cooler. cooler. Yes. And most of the, mostly it just means like insulating it again on the yeah. outside. Make a box uh, outside of it. You know, you can yeah. go as crazy as you want to. Yeah. Um, I've got a um, wonderful... Um, refrigerator in my camper, which has kind of changed my life, um, which is great. Some tribes actually do bring a full refrigerator and power it with a generator. Um, which, Stop. Yeah. Just now you're, you're adept. You're in the city now. Just wait until you I'm see so what people do. Uh, ask us for a tour behind the scenes at the Dukes of the Nuke camp I, sometime. I've never seen. Take, or, take, the, take the two cap tour. I guarantee it's great. Or yeah, WCC, uh, the Wasteland Communication Corp- Corporation. I've seen theirs. Yeah. They've got an amazing setup. Um, yeah, they, they eat really well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if your ice chest, you know, if it's if it's getting low or whatever, sometimes there's ice vendors, but don't bet on it. Yeah, That's Dinky like, Dive actually is the uh, only one that brings ice. Yeah. And they bring blocks, don't they? They bring, bring all blocks. the ice. Yes. Yeah. But if you need ice, you can announce very loudly, I need ice. And nine other people will go, I also need ice. And then you will delegate one person to be the ice person right. that goes to town. You yeah. get to be the ice bitch. You yeah. get to be the ice bitch. 
and but California it's a City good system that works year after year. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. California City generally knows when the festival is happening, and they uh, they, they know to keep up. a few extra things in stock. Yes, they have run uh, out in the past, though, so keep that in mind. Yeah, um, and I'll just add one other thing. One year before I had the RV, I did do um, dry ice under ice in mm-hmm. my cooler, and that lasted me perfectly through the week. Yes. I had my last ice melting mm. on Sunday. Um, the biggest thing with dry ice is you have to make sure you burp it because it will create pressure. Exactly. Yeah. As it sublimates into gas again, (laughs) it will expand and construction. So you need to burp it so it doesn't explode. Yeah. But whatever reason, the phrase burping it really threw me off. Also store your coolers in the shade. Something we learned. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, If you have sun on your cooler, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to keep anything cold. Uh, Mylar space blankets Mm -hmm. and then a white tarp on top of that work really, really well. Yeah. If you can't do the Reflectix type of thing, if you've just got what you got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's open air shade. If you put it in your tent and your tent becomes the microwave (laughs) oven during the day, it's actually going to make it worse. Melt faster than if it was just in regular open air shade. Yes. Yeah. Another thing about coolers, I do apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Let's finish up our coolers. And then we're going to take a break Um, and we'll, um, we'll do another episode and kind of finish this up. Sure. Make sure you have two coolers, one for your snackies and your beers and your drinks and another one just for your meals because one's getting open all the time and one needs to stay cold and food safe. That's a really good point. Yeah, because you've got your, your meat and your bacterium living yes. in one and you don't want your cans that you're going to sip off the top. You do not want salmonella in the wastes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah, happened to one cans. of my good friends that he, he didn't pack oh. his cooler responsibly and had lunch meat. And it went bad on him, and he was sick as a dog. Wow. Oh. Again, nobody wants to be hot and nauseous. Nobody yeah. wants to be hot and, and nauseous. And another reason to pre-cook your food, too. Yes. Yep. All right, but guys. Even um, then- well, we are going long, so we're going to end this episode for now. Uh, okay. We'll come back next week with the rest. Uh, there's still a lot to go over, like what to do with your garbage, how to keep yourself clean, what to do when it's sexy time, um, (laughs) which may fall into (laughs) some LARP elements for some of you. I don't know. Um, Also, we're going to talk about nudity, photography, caps and bartering, and all sorts of other things. So uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Um, Give this episode a thumbs up. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends and if you hated it share it with your enemies along with a bag of sour patch kids just so they don't die out in the waste uh this is makeshift we've got adept and we'll have news here with me and we are going to see you next week guys so until then stay alive and days and, and, and days and-